Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. Are you afraid you may be stuck in the wrong career? Do you wish you could get rid of that voice in your head that's saying there's something missing? And does making a change mean blowing up everything you care about? In today's coaching call, I talk with a former golf professional who's now in a thriving corporate career. He's got money, he's got stability, but something's missing. Listen in as we connect the dots between playing it safe, risk, and doing what makes him feel truly alive. Be sure to listen all the way through as I share an update about what happened after this conversation. What you're about to hear is an actual coaching call. The person being coached volunteered and gave explicit permission to have our conversation recorded for this podcast. Well, go ahead and tell me a little, you know, you, you, you did a great job of sending me the information in the email and I'm, I went through those notes this morning. Uh, but is there anything else you want to make sure that we've got that you want to share and kind of lay out as context for our conversation today? Um, yeah, so I, th- I think the overview I sent you, sorry for the book, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the general, um, gist of it i mean probably pretty similar to a lot of different instances you've seen with with different men you've coached or, or different people um i guess i did a bit of a uh, bit of work before the call trying to make the most of our, our our 90 minutes i guess and and look at some of the fears that i guess are holding me back on on making a bit of a shift or a change from where i'm at now to, to something that's a you want to call it a higher path or 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 you know your higher self or best potential however you want to call it um so we can go through three of those if, if you want if that gives some context before we get into it yeah and let me just lay it out and make sure i i understand is that you you've been fortunate enough to move from your previous career into a new mm-hmm. career yeah and this career's done well for you but it was my understanding is that it was a, it was at a convenience it wasn't something that you really like, yeah, this is what I want to do, but nonetheless, you're, you're doing it. But it, as you said, it's not really, you feel like you've got more potential. You've got more gifts to give 
that there's another path for you professionally. Um, but yeah. it's, it, it feels scary to, to even consider what those options might be much less to, you know, can, what moves you might make to, to get on another path. Cause you're, you're, you've got a, you've got it pretty good on this current path. Is that, sound right about right yeah no for sure it was uh you know years of struggling as a golf pro with zero dollars in the in the bank account kind of thing going from event to event and kind of piecing all together and then all of a sudden you're in a totally different environment different career um where yeah it is all of a sudden wow like you know i get a, i get a paycheck every couple of weeks i don't have to make the cut to you know put money in the bank and you know things happen fast but no it was it was definitely a career that picked out of you know seeing other friends of mine in that profession be very successful at least in a monetary and lifestyle standpoint and and seeing the industry as it was as being a you know very good lifestyle type industry and wow this you know this looks pretty good this has got to be better than what i've been doing the last nine years mm-hmm. um and and jumping into it and yeah the first five years were were really exciting new places new challenges um getting married i mean all, all kinds of stuff right it's like so busy taking this all in that it didn't quite hit until about five years in it was kind of like whoa like you know something's missing here um something something's missing like this this is great um but you know, a lot of the stuff that drew me to my, my former career in golf where, you know, that passion, that waking up in the morning, just wanting to get after it, wanting this, focusing on it, loving it, that, you know, kind of aliveness or, or feeling, um, you know, it, it's not there. Um, and I was fortunate to have that in with, you know, in that process with golf, but, um, you know, it's something that's lost now, like I said, it's so busy for the first five years, of the second career that, uh, you know, I didn't have time to think about this stuff. And then as things kind of settled, um, you start hitting some milestones, like, you know, I'll never do this or that. And all of a sudden it comes and you're oh, okay. Uh, I wasn't planning to have this happen so fast. What next? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just gotten to the point now where it's just, it's just been eating at me and eating at me and eating at me. Um, and I'm, you know, completely torn between one, like, Hey, why don't you just shut the fuck up and enjoy what you have? You're so fortunate. So lucky. You should be so grateful for it. And the other side saying like, Hey, this isn't right. You've got something else. You can't ignore it. I'm going to keep bugging you until you finally take action and and take heed of this kind of thing. Um, and it's left me where I'm not performing as good as I can that I think in my current role. And I'm also not taking a step across the river to do the next thing. I mean, it, it's almost like you're 50% both places and it's not doing any good for anyone, uh, including myself. So that's kind of where we're at. And I, I kind of boil it down to, you know, what, you know, what, what's the issue? Why, why wouldn't I make a change? Why wouldn't I do something different? And, and I've kind of got them in order the, you know, least to the greatest. And the, the first one is fear of looking stupid. I think everyone can feel that. Um, and that's the one I'm least worried about. I've, I've, you know, looked stupid a million times on a golf course or, or whatever else. I, I know how fast you can get past that and how little people care about it, you know, two hours after it happened or, or something, you know, I, I can get past that. The ones that keep, you know, really kind of gnawing at me is, you know, is, is this even a reasonable or valid pursuit? Is, is this just a vanity project? Is this just childish selfishness, narcissism, wanting this? Like I, I keep thinking if I make a decision that's better for me, but it impacts my family negatively, I haven't won on this deal. So there's a lot of that for me that, you know, like if I make a choice where, wow, I'm, I'm really happy doing this, this is wonderful. And, and my family suffers like that's not a, that's not a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the number one fear is, um, you know, that the world's going to fall apart. I'm not going to be able to provide for my family. We're going to be in the bus stop and homeless and, and everything else. 
I mean, okay. th- that, that's kind of, but those two there, that, I mean, is this a valid pursuit? Is this something I should be pursuing? Should I just not be grateful for where I am and focus on that? Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just the big one is family, right? Providing, having that safety, having that, that, you know, I guess comfort zone. Okay, great. <clears throat> Gosh. And this is so common. You know, I went through a version of this yeah. years ago when I left my first company to, to move into this work that I do now with coaching. And I see it so many, I see it just with so many people and, and you're nailing it on the head, right? This is, it's selfish. And, you know, who am I to think of this? I've got to think about other people. And, but that you really described it well, that that feeling of being torn that nonetheless, it's not really going away. It doesn't sound like you're able to talk yourself out of it. Um, and a lot of folks try to medicate themselves. Well, I'll just drink or I'll distract myself with other things and, and, and Mm -hmm. instead address it. So I want to, I want to acknowledge that you're, you're, I love your willingness to address this. And what if for our conversation today, we could ask the part of you that has judgments about this being childish or vain or selfish. If we, if, if we can imagine just saying, Hey, could you give us some time just to have a conversation? We're not going to blow anything up today. Um, but it would be great to just give ourselves permission to explore what's possible here without jumping in and judging it the whole time. So do you think you could maybe ask that part of you to, to relax a bit just for our conversation today? Yeah, you bet. Okay, great. And then I love that, you know, that you also named that catastrophic scenario that if I, if I make a change, this is going to blow everything up and you know, I, wow, really world's just, over. world's yeah, over. World's over. Yeah. Okay. And you even yeah. have a smile as you say that, right. Yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's, it's very real, right? This is, and you, you, you know, the context you, you jumped into this career to survive, right? So our comfort and our security and our need for acceptance and, in being in the world, it's a need. And so let's honor that you did this for the right reasons, that it was necessary. And you're also moving into a deeper part of yourself and wanting to honor a deeper part of yourself too. So many of us are sacrificing that deeper calling or our deeper values because we're, we're fixated on survival. Uh, but survival is necessary, but also it can, it can start to feel limiting if we can't find some creative ways. And so hopefully that's what we can do today. Yeah, you bet. Okay. What well, if this? And I just want to name this process is thing something that I work with people over the course of months, and you know, it, it's a it's a patient process to move through. So, what would be rewarding for you today? I want to just help kind of calibrate. You've done a lot of homework here already. What would be helpful for you today if we left here with one thing? Uh, what would be the most helpful thing? Yeah, some further insight into just those two points there. Like, I know you've got a lot of experience, and you nailed it too. And you said, you know, this is very common. This isn't like I'm the only person in the world that's gone through this or, or feeling this. It sounds, you know, you've got a lot of experience coaching a lot of people through these kind of things and seeing the transition. So you've probably got some background and can see things that me, I'm got blind spots too because I'm so caught up in like you said, the comfort, the, you know, the security and that kind of stuff. But I mean, yeah, I mean, especially around the family part, um, like, like I think those, those top two fears are the ones that'd be great to dig into today. You know, like, is this just a vanity project for me? Like, can this not be solved by having a different attitude towards what I'm doing right now or a hobby or whatever else? Um, or is this a valid, you know, kind of pursuit? 
Um, and you know, and how does that, how does that fit in with the family too? Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, you've got family, you've worked with other, other men that have families too, and, and how that all kind of lines up. So I think that would be a, that'd be good for today. Dig into that a bit, yeah. get some feedback. And, and, you know, like I said, you, you've probably seen a bunch of these different examples. So even just hearing some, some of the different stories or, or wisdom there could be really helpful. Yeah. And I want to name that you are taking a stand for aliveness in your life. You know, when we, when we say, Hey, survival is really important and having this love and connection with my family and that security is very important. Those don't set the stage for aliveness. They tend to turn down aliveness. Aliveness lives in the realm of adventure and taking chances and new possibilities and that kind of thing. So when we create a very stable environment for ourselves, we might be unintentionally lowering the flame on aliveness here. So aliveness is incredibly important for our peace of mind. We can have all these boxes checked, but if we're not allowing aliveness into our lives in the way that we, that we prefer for ourselves, something will always feel like it's missing. And it's easy for us to look at our job and be like, oh, it's my job or it's my wife or it's my kids or it's this or it's that. And I love that you're zeroing in on, no, it's, it's, it's this passion, you called it, this aliveness that's really important. And so I want to, I just want to say, yes, take a stand for it. Take a stand for aliveness because there's so much to be gained. The, the people around you will benefit when you are living with aliveness, the, the, you bringing that into their lives will be a gift. Um, I grew up watching my dad do shit that made him feel alive. And it was a huge gift to me to see that instead of a guy that just sat in front of a TV and yeah, he paid the bills, but so what kind of a thing. So it, it, yeah. it's a real gift to allow aliveness into your life and then to also uh, allow that to impact others in their world too. So I just want to set that stage here. Um, and so when it comes to aliveness, it, it can, it can also have us feel like, okay, well, my job has to be the place where I experience aliveness. And tell me a little bit about how you've, how you're working with the career path and this aliveness. And, and, uh, cause sometimes those things are intertwined and sometimes it's a little weird to think, well, I'm going to somehow experience aliveness there, but tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, no, you raise a good point. I guess in the previous career, um, aliveness was very much part of, I mean, the travel, the experiences every week was something different. Every week was a new competition. You know what I mean? Like it just, it would, there was like never ending aliveness, so to speak. And I, and I, I definitely get what you're saying. Um, you know, creating a stable environment is, is fantastic. There's a lot of benefits, but when you said that, I kind of like, yeah, like the more you kind of make it as stable as you can, you'd lose that aliveness. And if there's no trade off and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh man, I can't wait to get out of town for this trip or, you know, and then, it, then it's, then it's, then you're trying to cram all the aliveness into three days or something like that on a bachelor party or something like that. Or, or it can be really whatever. unhealthy, right? It can be yeah, unhealthy yeah. ways that we seek it. Right. Or you medicate or like you said, right. Um, so, so yeah, that's, um, yeah, that interesting looking back to see where that's been in my previous career to this career. Now, now I'm fortunate this career, I work for, you know, a really good company. I do get to travel all over the Eastern hemisphere for work, see a bunch of different stuff, different places, different experiences. So I do do very much value that. Um, the subject matter, I think is something that, you know, I always feel like there's something's missing. Like I said, the, this career I got into wasn't for love of the subject matter. It was for security. It was for, you know, I needed to make a change in my life. Um, so that wears on me a little bit. Um, whereas, you know, there's a lot of things I am still passionate about in, in sport and golf and whatever else that, 
you know, wow, like this is really interesting, but I don't have the time or wherewithal to, to pursue it the way I want. Um, I also kind of think too that, okay, yeah, this is great. This is something I really love to read about and, you know, get into and get excited. You know, I lose myself and time and thought looking into it. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, if you're going to be doing this every single day over and over again, are you really going to have a passion for this still? Is it going to turn into the same kind of job that you're, you're at right now? Right. Um, is it better keeping that, um, being an amateur at some stuff, so to speak, and having it as a hobby than, than doing that. But, uh, yeah, I guess, um, day-to-day aliveness you know current current job yeah it's a two or three out of ten it's it's not it's not high okay i'm not saying it's non-existent it it does it goes up and down um you know depending on travel or or meetings or projects can be high and sometimes it can be day-to-day at the office fairly low so and tell me where you do experience aliveness or where you have experienced aliveness and i know that it's been context related I want to, I want to mm-hmm. drill down a little deeper. What was it about competition or what was it about travel? Some of these other things that allowed aliveness into your experience. From a competition standpoint, um, just the challenge of being able to, I mean, golf, especially as a sport that, you know, you're not competing necessarily against yourself. Um, you're, or against the, the, the field and everyone else you're competing against yourself. It was the ability to put yourself to the test to see if you could do it, to see if you could perform to the, to the highest ability. Um, you know, so at some of the, the areas now where I feel alive is, is definitely when I enjoy it, it's, it's going to, going to meet customers, going into their office, into their boardroom, you know, into the, the belly of the beast, so to speak you know, you get the same, a bit of adrenaline spike and kind of feeling like it is a, not a competition, a different environment. You're not trying to compete there. You're trying to help and, and add value, but being able to be on your game to present, you know, step up and perform kind of thing that, that is where I feel it. Um, and that is where I feel is, is definitely a strength of mine. Um, especially, you know, those social interactions and dealing with people day to day at my job is more, uh, you know, general manager operations based where, you know, dealing with a lot of problems, dealing, you know, fixing, solving problems. You're not necessarily, you know, in front of the customers and feeling that. So, um, so that, that is where the travel side, yeah, it's exciting to see new places, um, go back to places you've been before, see if that restaurant's still as good as it was last time, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff. Um, Let's come back to something. Yeah. yeah. I like the word aliveness and I like to choose that word because there's a risk of something dying in there. And I'm being, you know, it's a little bit of that ego death. There's a little bit of like, if I chunk this shot, what <laughs> I'm going to oh, take yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take shit for this tonight at, you know, uh, when everybody's having beers or whatever. Right. So there's a, yeah. there's that risk of, Something could die here in this moment. Like I could bomb this presentation. I could lose this client. I could lose this opportunity. And some people rise to that occasion. It's like, I like that moment. It's where we feel alive. And so what I'm hearing is that when you're solving problems, when you're putting out fires for whatever else is happening throughout your day, that's not an opportunity for that. And I mean, it's nice to experience the novelty of new things when you travel, but I, I do think there's something here just based on your past that there is this, there's this, this point where there's something at risk and you like that. That's where aliveness can exist yeah. for you. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. I mean, even preparing for tournaments back in the day or, you know, going to the final round, I mean, it wasn't necessarily like it was comfortable. I mean, you'd face a lot of resistance and bad thoughts and, you know, your stomach could be churning for almost days. It seemed like at a golf tournament, but there's nowhere you'd rather be or be in that environment. Right. I mean, you felt alive because yeah, I guess it's a good point. It is a bit of that life or death feeling. Mm-hmm. You can't okay. feel that aliveness unless there's a risk. Okay. Which, funny enough, like in my life in general, I'm extremely risk adverse as far as investments, everything else I do. But when it comes to competing or golf, or but yeah, then it's like, yeah, let's, yeah, riskier the better. Yeah, I, I'm amazed at the people I've I've worked with that from the outside look like they do really crazy shit, and they're they're to in their mind they're extremely risk adverse because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're preparing and they're out ahead. Of, but nonetheless, yeah. they don't. They, they're choosing these opportunities to lean into risk though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the point being is they're not reckless. It's not impulsive. It's very prepared to move into these places. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to slow that down because we're starting to decode where your aliveness lives. Where else are there other places that you can describe to me where aliveness shows up for you other than these risk arenas? I mean, like, I mean, yeah, in a different arena altogether, it'd be family time. I mean, time with the kids, I mean, going to the pool or seeing them happy and, and all that. I mean, that, that might not, maybe aliveness isn't the same. Maybe there's a different word for that. Maybe that's more on the, the joy side or, or, or peace side or, or whatever else. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's, I mean, that, that competition, that competition, yeah. that's, that's it. And, and I mean, I think that's one of the things I like most about my job now is it's the business side, the competitive side, the winning new work, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. That's what, it, that's what intrigues me. Um, the day-to-day operations, putting out the fires and, and some of the other parts of the job don't. And I, and I know no job is going to be perfect. You get a, you know, you're going to have to work through a bunch of crap, no matter if you have your dream job, but uh that, that, I mean, yeah, that's where I feel alive is. That's where I feel like I'm in a place where I'm doing what I should be doing, where I'm, I'm working with the strength of mine, not just there doing a, doing a job. And I think that's important where people succeed, where their strengths are not necessarily trying to fix a weakness for years and years kind of thing. So you're a professional at it. You're a professional at handling risk and you, you sought those situations out you, you you sacrifice to put yourself in that situation so the idea of just having you rot in management somewhere is ridiculous i'm thinking about all the horsepower and vitality you could bring to an arena if if you knew and you identified as somebody who was like put me in this scenario and you're going to get a, a different result i like this arena put me in yeah, coach i'd say so yeah. Right. Like that, that attitude, but it, it starts with you. It starts with you recognizing that's where, uh, things really work for you. I want to come back to where this com- competitor slash risk aspect meets meaning. Now you can go and put yourself in these scenarios, but do you have a part of you that is asking, well, what's this all for? Why am I, why bother taking risks? Or is it like, no, I like just at this stage, it's important for me to go win work, win new business. That's exciting for me. Or is there an aspect of this, which is I want to win new opportunities for this reason, for this other 
possibility, not just the fun that it provides, but for this reason. Yeah, there's the fun part. I mean, the other part of it is prove myself that I can do it, um, mm-hmm. taking on this role. I mean, I was definitely an outsider coming into this industry, started as an intern for 20 bucks an hour or something like that, didn't know anything about it. Um, and I've had a rapid career progression. I've been very fortunate. The company that, that I work for has been giving me a lot of opportunity and, and you know, a lot of responsibility that I probably wouldn't have had in, in different careers or, or with different companies. Um, but um, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's where, I, I mean, that's where I feel it in that, in that, you know, environment with, you know, with something on the line there. But also, I guess if there's a second part to get back to your question is, is, you know, proving to myself, I can do it. It's not, yeah, it's great. Like it's fun in the moment to do that, but to prove myself, you know what? I, yeah, I can do this. Yes, this mm-hmm. is possible. Five years ago, would I have thought this is possible? Maybe not, but I'm doing it now. Um, you know, and very similar to golf in that respect, right? I mean, you're always growing up and like, oh, these are the, the older kids. They're playing in this tournament. I can never win that tournament. And then the next year you win it and you're like, holy cow, you know, you're going up through those levels, um, you know, was something very satisfying, very, very rewarding um, to the point where professionally, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't crack the top, top level. And you've got to be very talented and very good to do it. Um, had a chance and a few little, you know, moments here and there, you know, in the sun to do a couple of cool things. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I miss that. I miss that kind of trajectory or being able to have that competitive edge and working towards, I guess, that bigger goal. Yeah, okay. that's a good point. Okay. It matters, right? The risk that we're taking matters. It's I'm, I'm risking yeah. for this. That's where we, that's where we discover meaning and meaning is different for everybody. But for yeah. now, it sounds like for you where this is, it's like, Hey, this is for me. I, I'm improving myself. This is what makes this satisfying for me is to be able to rise to that occasion and uh, be able to accomplish ABC in that place where I didn't know if I could do that before that, that provides a sense of meaning for you. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. The other one too, I'd say, um, and then I'm might be taking a bit of a sidestep here, but the one that rings true and I read it in your book and I've heard you say on the podcast and other stuff before is I'm not creating my days and working with something that I'm truly interested in a lot of times. I feel like I, I'm stuck in a certain spot and not getting to use those strengths or those, those bits of aliveness. I, the best days for me at work or the best days what I enjoyed, you know, in the former career was being able to create that day, but okay, I'm going to go here and do this, this, and then I'm going to go do that. Like, you know, putting it all together and getting the most out of the day as opposed to being kind of stuck in, okay, I need to be at the office from nine to five to be there just to put fires out and make sure everything's pointed north. Okay. Um, the, the, you know, the putting together a, a trip to see customers or, or something like that's a lot more exciting because, you know, we can plan it, create it, optimize everything go up there and get it kind of thing as opposed to just sitting on the sidelines and waiting for your turn. Okay. So if I could add that into there, just as we're talking about this, that aliveness or where we might feel more of that or where I feel like I'm actually stepping into something that's more exciting. I want to point out that if we zoom out, you're moving from what should I do? In a lot of, this is a, this is like a developmental stage where, okay, I've got to, I need to survive. I need to support a family. So what should I do? That's, that's how we view the world. What should I do? You're moving now into what do I want to do? It's more self-directed. 
And what do I want to do requires you to check in with yourself and say, okay, what is it that I want? What, uh, what allows greater freedom, aliveness, love, and peace in my life? And so aliveness is the one we're, we're focusing on today mm-hmm. because it's, it empowers you to have a greater loving environment and empowers you to feel more free instead of that stuck feeling. And ultimately that's where the peace of mind is. So if we come back to what do I want and we're, we're owning who you are. So it's not who should I be in order to have this job, in order to fit in. It's who am I really, right? We're, we're getting into who am I really? And what we're discovering here, well, tell me, what are you discovering from this conversation about who are you really? Right now? Mm-hmm. Based on what we've been talking about. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the point you made that maybe I was a bit, I realize it now looking back, but that appetite for risk to be in a life or death quote life or death situation that you know in order to feel that aliveness you need to have something on the line you can't feel that when it's a stable peaceful okay everything's fine everything's in its right place i mean there needs to be something on the line needs to be that edge Mm -hmm. and not having that it's going to be tough to have that aliveness okay so it's one thing for you to want that but it's also a thing where you actually thrive there and that's i would say that's true for you based on the past that you have. It'd be one thing if you're like, oh, I'd like to be that guy. <laughs> you are that guy. Yeah, no, that's 100%. That, that's, that's bang on. Okay. Given that this is more true for you, we can start to see the gap between where you are and, and what might be a more ideal path for you. And we're not necessarily saying that you've got to change things 180 degrees and blow anything up, but... If we were to really own your love of risk and competition and finding an edge, how does that impact how you start to see your world? What, do you start to see other opportunities around you? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's lots of different opportunities I can, I could see, um, in the industry I'm in now, um, potentially within our company, potentially outside, outside the industry. Um, again, there's lots of stuff to think about. You know, I'd say, Oh yeah, you know, you get all fired up, you know, you'd be in the morning working out and just be like, man, this is, this is what I'm going to do. This would be so awesome. And by lunchtime, you're caught in the daily grind again. And you're just like, I'm at, okay. Like just it, the power fizzles out and okay. It's on to the next thing. Then the next week is, you know, you read a book or you see, okay, wow, this is, this is it. Like, this is something really cool. I'm going to call this guy, text this guy, do okay. Okay. Then, you know, it just doesn't get there. But again, it goes to those two fears, right? I mean, I feel like I'm not taking that step because I'm not sure if it's a valid, if it's valid, if I take this step and the family suffers because of it, then it's not a good step to take. That's I'm not saying that's right. I'm saying that's, that's the mindset. And when you describe this step, what is this step? specifically yeah no probably leaving the career i'm in right now to do something different okay walk me through that yeah how how do we go from i want more aliveness um i want more because i could do well with risk i gotta leave this career altogether that's the that's that seems like a big leap so walk me through how there's a giant leap there yeah no i've I've got to quit everything and become a stuntman in hollywood now That's, that's, (laughs) that's it I'm well, going. okay, no, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I guess, you know, and then part of that, like, like I said, like, you know, earlier in the call, it's like, I, I'm totally open to the fact that I might need just a shift in my mindset. Maybe I am in a good place and I've got a really shitty attitude towards stuff I'm doing, or I can optimize that or, or change some stuff. 
So I'm totally open to that. But the, the recurring one in my head is, is, you know what, blow it up, leave, start fresh. There's got to be a whole brand new thing. Got to be a complete, <laughs> like, 180 career, at least 90 degree turn in career. It can't just be a slight shift. You know, you know what I mean? So that, that, and I know, and I know that's not, that's not necessarily, I mean, good transitions are probably more of a, of a slight course correction and an attitude change and building step-by-step step. because I've seen it. You don't, you don't get good at everything overnight. It's step-by-step it's, step, it's habits, you know, point yourself in the right direction, taking, you know, getting that awareness and, and moving in a different direction. So that's what in my head, when I'm working out in the morning or, or whatever else or driving to work and this is the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. Smoke bomb. Done, <laughs> new career. Yeah. And, and you know what? And, and I've got to be making money and good at it within three months. Otherwise, like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, so it, it's, it's, it's a lot. I know it's common for, <laughs> you've heard that a million times, but that's, I definitely struggle with that. That's a mindset or a bit of a block for me, for sure. And then, and it, and it focuses itself into, well, I can't do this because if my family suffers, then what am I, what am I really doing here? It's a telltale sign of resistance. Yeah. If we make the jump big enough, then we don't have to take it. It just doesn't make sense to take it. And we're off the hook. Yeah. No, for sure. Right. So even, we even get today walking into the room to do this call. It's like, man, like I listened to the podcast, read the book. I'm like, man, I've been dying to talk to you. It's so good. And like the 50 minutes for the call, it's like, ah, what the fuck am I doing, man? This is so <laughs> <great>. <laughs> right. And it's just like, it's just, and I just knew it's just like, dude, just, yeah, just shut up, plug the earphones in and, and get going. Yeah, sure enough. It's, it's awesome. Right. But uh, yeah, I know it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely resistance. And I like the way you say that it's make the jump so big, then you don't have to take it. Yeah. And I mean, this is really where coaching comes in, right? Because if it was, I could get this new insight from a podcast or I get this new insight from a book and that's all I needed. Well then, you know, that'd be it. But coaching is the, is walking is the week after week doing the mundane things, the things that seem like, you know, yeah. aren't really that big of a swing. They're just a little tiny stretch each week. But then you look back six months and you're like, holy crap. I really made a shift here and none of it felt like I was yeah. going to pull a muscle or anything like that. And so the part of our brain that thinks it's got to be a big swing is usually tied to the, the fearful part of us, which is afraid to make the move. And, and yeah, so I, I'm I love that you have a sense of humor about it too. Um, so <clears throat> with that idea over here on the side that, okay, smoke bomb, blow up the career and, you know, go do something completely different and then be up and running within three months. And <laughs> okay, yeah. like, all right, there's that yeah. one. Um, what, if we were to just to imagine you've got a tiny little fire in your, in your hand, just a little tiny, just a little bit of a spark in your burn. If we were going to just going to add to it and just try to feed it a little bit at a time, Walk me through that within your, within, you know, an email or a phone call away or a meeting. I want to just to start to chip away at this and let's take on the mindset that everything's an experiment at this place versus, versus a final choice. Like I have figured this out and this is it. This is the plan, but this was going to be more of a series of experiments that you would be making over the next weeks, months. Yeah what comes to mind about, okay, where's an opportunity where I could put myself in and, and be at, be on my edge. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to spend more time in that customer environment, chasing that up. The role I'm in now is kind of a, more of a general manager is like, you no, know, we've, I've got a sales team that needs to be doing that. Um, 
and if anything, I struggle with the fact that because I enjoy that so much, um, I have a tendency to jump in and be like, no, this is how you do it. Or you should do it like this. Or no, I'm going to come to this meeting with you guys. You know what I mean? Like I, I need to get better. I'm trying to be better of, you know, letting people create their own kind of path or style, not trying to make them the same as me, but get the best out of who they are kind of thing and give them that opportunity. So that part, I mean, that part's good too. I mean, that's an enjoyable part of it, but I do enjoy that edge. I do enjoy being in that environment. And it's, it's almost like that's kind of, I'm moving away from that a little bit. I'll always get, still get a, a bit of it, but the expectations and role now are, are changing a little bit. So, um, and yeah, uh, I can think, yeah, I mean, be more involved in, in that type of, putting myself in those positions. Like you said, where you're in a customer and you have to present, you're going to get tough questions. How do I answer that? You're almost looking for the tough question because you got the answer ready and you want to, you know, like the, the, those environments are the, are the good ones. Um, they just might be a little bit more far and few between um, okay. than I want right now. So the first option here is that you would just put, ha, be in more sales conversations, not as a mentor or a manager, but actually be the guy in, in the center. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, that's where I feel the aliveness. That's okay. where I feel the aliveness. I do, I do enjoy, you know, getting people, you know, into these environments and seeing them succeed too. Um, okay. and, and, and seeing that. So, I mean, I, I do enjoy the other side of it. That's, that's not the aliveness side. I would okay. say that's, uh, you know, that's, that's something different. I mean, that's, yeah. Supporting people and seeing them succeed is a good feeling. Right. So that's, but that's not where the aliveness is. This is, I this is a skill to develop of this awareness yes. and, yeah. Now, I wonder for you, because th I've seen this happen a lot, even with guys that have like, I'm really good at what I do and I built a business around what I do. And then I paid other people to do the thing that I love to do. And now I push papers around and kind of solve problems. And I'm not doing the thing I love to do anymore, but I also don't want to go backwards. There's a, right. there's a go backwards thing. Is there any thing about, well, I'm the manager now. I don't want to go going backwards that I would be going backwards if I was back in those sales meetings. Is there anything about that for you? Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. And our company's small enough that it's not like it's a huge regimented, you know, company where, yeah, I'm taking a huge step back and all that. But yeah, no, it would be a step backwards in, in progression, career progression for sure. Okay. That's what I want to name here is because we can fall asleep. That's part of this autopilot, this, you know, jump through the hoops thing where we're not paying attention to our experiences. We, there's a path laid out for us. You go from this job to the next job, you get another title, you get more money, and that's what you do. It has nothing to do with whether you feel alive or you feel engaged or you enjoy the work. You just know, hey, as long as I'm moving up the ladder and I'm doing better than that dickhead Joe that's in the other side that I've been competing with for 10 years, that's all that matters. And so what if we started to relax some of that stuff and came back to, okay, on a day-to-day -day basis, this is where I feel alive. And I'm going to prioritize that if we could relax that. Or do you see any other opportunities in addition to, okay, I want to be in more sales conversations? Yeah. I mean, you know, some of the other opportunities I'd have outside of this industry um, would be more, I don't want to say cutthroat's not the right word, but I mean, eat what you kill kind of thing. And I, th and I think I, I think one thing that's frustrating is like, and it's great, like I work for a great company, get treated good, but having that salary there, no matter what, 
almost seems sacrilegious. Like I'd rather have more risk on that where I have to go perform where there is an upside if I earn it. And I can live with the fact if I don't earn it, if there's a downside and I haven't performed. But that constant steady flat line of, of the compensation is, um, look, it's, it's great in some respects. Like you said, stability, comfort, everything else. Um, especially when I stopped playing golf, it was, it, man, it's just like, are you kidding me? This is amazing. You know, this is such a relief, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But at the same time, it, it like, like I, if I perform and really kick ass, like I want, I want that to keep growing. Um, and it's, it's not even, it's not necessarily even like the dollar value. It's just the fact that there's a ceiling, there's a ceiling on it. Like no matter what I do this year, this is the best I can do. And that's, that's really frustrating. Okay. Let's look at this in phases. I love that you're, you're, you're laying out what could be phase two. So phase one could be, let's see, this is an experiment. Let's see how being in more sales conversations impacts my day-to-day experience of aliveness. And this is, again, this is where the benefit of being in a coaching relationship long-term can happen because it keeps you on track. It keeps you from falling, you know, sliding back into the routine, but it also keeps you engaged and like, yeah, is this working? No, I'm, I'm finding myself hungrier. I'm getting stronger. I want to mm-hmm. up the stakes, right? And that could be where you would move into phase two. But at that point down the road, you've got more information, more experience, more connections, more opportunities that you can see that you don't see right now. So given that... You don't want to risk or do something stupid, you know, with regard to something that would impact your family and that kind of thing. We could just chunk this down to something that you could start over the next couple of weeks, let's say. What comes to mind for this phase one experiment where we see what it's like for you to, to engage us? What would, what would be required? What would be the, the steps to get you into more sales conversations on your own, not mentoring somebody else, but on your own. Um, I've got a solo trip coming up in three weeks where I'm going to be handling customer presentations on my own. Um, I'll have three or four of those presentations. So I'll, yeah, I'd be curious having, having the awareness we talked about today of, you know, am I really enjoying it? Is this really the edge I'm looking for? Is this, you know, as good as I think it is? Um, okay. Or is it, or is it just relief after it's done that it didn't get, screwed up and then you're like okay good yeah no i'm great at presentations i'm good at sales yeah it just didn't didn't mess it up kind of thing i mean being aware of that preparing for those presentations and seeing how that registers i think could be a good thing definitely so there'll be an opportunity there um what else what are some things that you don't have to wait three weeks good question not sure Nothing's coming to mind right now, to be honest. Okay. Who would you need to talk to? Is, is there somebody that you'd have to talk to to say, hey, look, I'm, I want to add some things to my current scenario. Uh, I miss this. I, I really enjoy being in the, in, the, in the hot seat doing sales. And so I'm going to be taking on an account or three. I don't know how it works with you. But to, yeah. to just to make it explicit. Is, is that a conversation you'd have to have with somebody else or is that somebody you, something you could do on your own? Um, bit of both, but that's, that's, that's a good idea. I mean, having that conversation, seeing what the feedback is there. Um, probably one of those things where you think the feedback's going to be completely negative and, oh, they're going to say, what are you thinking? Like you're going backwards. Um, but yeah, who knows that conversation go the other way too. It's like, yeah, absolutely. If you think that that's going to help them, that's where you're happy and that's what's, you know, 
giving you that extra edge, then yeah, go for it. So I think that, that's that's something that's that's doable in the short term. When will you have that conversation? Next week. What person day? that's at the, what day? Yeah. What day is Monday the seventh? So be the seventh. Yeah, actually, it'd have to be the eighth on Tuesday. But yeah, okay. that's the day. Great. I just pushed you a little bit. How's that feel? Um, that's fine. Great. I probably I probably need some pushing, so that's uh, it's good. No, I mean like yeah, it's good. You got to chunk it down, I and mean, that's definitely what I'm not doing right now. Is it's like you said, you gotta you gotta restart in a new industry blow up everything and be successful within three months. I mean, that, that, that's, that's, that's where my mindset is instead of looking at this kind of stuff and saying, okay, make a small shift, get you back into something that, you know, gives you a bit of that edge. So no, it's good. You might be able to accelerate this. There's a couple of things I want to say is like just engaging this path. You might find that you can accelerate things once you mm-hmm. engage the path and you're on it. Okay. The second thing that I want to say is that I want, what I want you to leave today with is a realization and to really own that who you are at your essence is you are a competitor. You have warrior energy. Meaning that if you don't exercise that in your life, you, you, you warrior guys die if you don't do this shit. You don't, don't get out there and take risks and and shoot a deer and bring it home and feed your family with it. You just, you rot. And so if you don't own that, you're on this track to really have a lot of suffering. And, and so I want to help you just come back to, it's not this childish thing or it's this vanity thing, but to really take ownership of it and to appreciate it, honor it, and look for ways to feed this, to befriend it. Because I think you can leverage this to where there to find opportunities and partnerships where people are like, yeah, we want guys like you. We've got yeah. space for guys like you instead of, I should just sh- shove myself into middle management and be happy. So I don't know where this leads, but if it starts with you taking ownership of your type, a lot more is possible than where we started today. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. What's it like for you to consider that? What's it like for you to, to consider what I just said? What happens for you when I talk that way? Going all Joseph Campbell on me with the archetypes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be a magician, not a warrior. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good. I mean, I think that's, when you when you said it, the one that really clicked when you said like you really got in order to feel alive, you got to have something on the something's got to be risk. Like you got to have that life or death. It got to be a chance of failure. That one clicked for me. I'm like, yeah, okay, that yes, like that's that's where I feel the aliveness is. There's got to be some. There's got to be some kind of risk. There's got to be a chance that I can fail. Um, so taking that in, okay, taking that realization and having that conversation on on the eighth is a good thing, right? Because that, mm-hmm. that conversation, I could fail at that conversation, actually. So that, that'll be actually a fairly exciting or at least a conversation in my mind I'll prepare for and, and 
I guess, you know, be more on my game than just a standard conversation or well, we got to get this ship to here tomorrow kind okay. of thing. Right. So, um, no, for sure. I can, I can see that a bit, a bit clearer now that, uh, you know, having a stable, everything is great. And that's one part of it. But if I'm not getting a chance to express that competitive edge or competitive drive and, and have that chance for aliveness or chance for failure, then I'm going to struggle because I, I, I miss, I miss the competition. The chance I do get to compete, you know, a lot of times if I play, you know, golf around here, you know, get my ass kicked by a bunch of the younger kids and stuff like that. But just being in that kind of cauldron, I come out, out of that like day or two and being like, yeah, like, I love this. This is good. Like, I feel better. I feel like a real, feel like a real person again, kind of thing. When I don't have that, when I don't get that for a long time, then that's definitely have a more of a feeling of being stuck. So I, this is actually good insight stuff I've known for a long time, but not put together maybe in such a concise or straightforward kind of thought process. Yeah. It's one thing to oh, being, having this, you know, be, having this be who I am is a liability. I need to keep it at bay. It, it could endanger my family. That's where we're, that's a bit of where we were starting. We're moving into, I'm going to own it. This is who I am. This is just true for me. Yeah. The next phase is let's leverage it. Let's leverage it so that it makes me stronger, but also makes my family stronger. Like I'm more alive. We have more resources, more opportunities. We can do more. And they're not around dad who's just shuffling his feet and watching himself rot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's something to think about too is, you know, as good as the stability and all that stuff is for the family. Like I, we've got three boys. Like I don't want them seeing just take the easy path and mailing it in, right? I mean, set an example for them is really important. You said yeah. it sounds like your dad did a lot of good stuff there for, for you in that respect. And the other part of it too, I think like, man, I've got a buddy that's 80. He's still chairman of his company. He's fit as a fiddle, still plays good golf. He's the cool, he's the funnest guy to hang out with. He's 80. And I'm thinking my side just turned 40 this year, Man, I've got 40 or 45 years left to work. Really? I mean, you could be coaching until you're 85. Easy, right? If that's if that's what you love, and that's you know you know what I mean. Like I'm thinking, man, I have 40 or 45 years left of a career, man. I, I really want to find something where I'm just like I wake up every morning, and I'm fired up, and like I love to do this shit. Yeah, because then you get a chance 40 or 45 years of mastery of service to other people, of you know creating your days and doing something like that. I mean, that's you say a 40. My life so the hell I get 40 or 45 more years. Yeah, I can't see myself being 40 or 45 years what I'm doing now. Yeah. Like it's, it's been trending upwards and there's been a lot of good stuff, but no, it's like, that's a lot of time left to do a lot of good stuff, a lot of value. Right. So it makes sense. You, you had created a path for yourself before as a professional that was highly unstable, not a place to raise a family. Yeah. You had to learn something. You had to learn another skill. So you, you took another path to create this stability and now it's joining up. I can create this stability and I can also be this player. I can play a game. I enjoy playing a game. I enjoy taking on some risk. And there will be opportunities if I'm willing to see them where I can leverage this and it'll benefit me. It's going to benefit my family. It's not either mm -hmm. or. So we want to get out of this duality. It's either this or that. That's where we started right. today's conversation. But what's possible here is for you to leverage it going forward. And trust me, there's tons of opportunities for people like you that would love to take on that kind of those risky environments. Cause it's, it's rare to find guys like you. It's rare. But guys that are 40 with no hair. <laughs> <laughs>
Maybe one, not one that, but the, the guys who really <laughs> like to put me in, you know, put me in. I want the big right. challenge. Fair enough. And you man. feed off of it. And what you said about as you age, the game will change. What, the, what you're playing for will change. That will evolve too. Like I said, we go from what should I do to what do I want to do to what am I called to do. There's that mm. next phase for you as well. And that will come in time. So you, you playing for something bigger than yourself will arrive and that'll become really enjoyable for you too. So there's so much here, but it starts with you owning this is who you are, this type, mm-hmm. that you are this type and you're not somebody who should be shoved in a, in a management box. It would yeah. piss me off to, to, <laughs> if that's where you are in a year. If I find out you're still there in a year, I'm like, wow, that would, that would suck to think about the contributions you can make if you're really leaning in. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned the call on the eighth or the meeting on the eighth. Do you want to talk about that and what would help you in that, that conversation? Or do you feel like you're prepared for that? No, that's a pretty straightforward one. I've got a good relationship with the person that I need to have a conversation with. And I think that that's going to, I'm not sure exactly what the, the outcome is going to be, but that, no, that's, that's, I think that's an easy one. Okay. At least to prepare for. Right. What are you taking away from this call? Let's zoom out and let's, let's see what you're taking away. Yeah. I mean, I just, um, I'm going to go back to the same point again, just that awareness of I can't be alive unless I have something on the line, unless there's a chance to fail. Um, which, which will be, you know, again, pointing to the, to the next step if I do decide to go into a different profession or different career, different calling. Um, but yeah, you're going to get that aliveness because there's a chance you're going to fail. You can't, you can't feel that aliveness, the excitement of that new, that new career profession or calling if, if there isn't something to lose. If it, if it was going to be easy, you're going to jump right in, nothing's going to change, then the aliveness wouldn't come with it kind of thing. So I see that. I also see too that when you make it, that the the chasm is so big between the two points that it's almost it's too much resistance. It's too much. You make it so big, you can't do it right. I mean, it's almost too much to take on. Like David Data always live at your edge, right? Not take on too much or not enough, kind of thing. Just leaning in, as as you call it. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's where I got to get to is is living more on that kind of that edge and and. And, and going that way. So I see that. I see that is going to be the path forward if you're going to make some changes. Okay. But it doesn't have to be like you said, I'm going to go, I'm going to move to Hollywood and be a stuntman tomorrow and and re, and be making the same salary and, and everything within three to six months and, you know, savings plan still intact and, you know, all that, all that, you know, bullshit. But uh, yeah, no, that's, it, no, it's good. I mean, that's a, that's a good start. I hadn't thought about that. I've thought a bit about that you know, and, and that side of, of my, of my job and my role, but, uh, no framed like this, it makes a lot of sense. And that conversation will be easy for, for next Tuesday. Okay. It's an experiment, right? Where, yeah. where is the more aliveness? Okay. Let's go find some opportunities for me and risk. And then, yeah. and then it's just, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step beyond that? Instead of where our minds typically get stuck is I need the plan. And then I sit here and wait for the plan to arrive. And the plan is too big and too scary, so I don't do anything. I'd rather get you in action 
and start feeding this fire as we go. We don't know what step five or six is going to be from now, but if we're engaged on it, that next step will present itself and we could have never planned yeah. for that. Or you can just sit there for five years and read every single philosophy book possible and, <laughs> and churn and make plans and nothing ever happens and tear yourself apart from the inside. That's the other option. Okay. Yeah. So right now we've got one action in place, which is you're going to have this conversation on the eighth about taking on some work, some different work. Is there any other action that you'd like to put on, uh, you know, to put on the calendar or put on your, on your to-do list uh, to, in service of this aliveness? Is there anything else that comes to mind? I'm blanking again, but I, I definitely need a second one. One's not going to be enough. Got to get. I mean, that's going to be an easy conversation to have. I'm not sure the direction will go, but at least that'll be voiced, and there'll be potential avenues from there. Um, well, I have another challenge for you. Sure. This just came to me, but I've done this with other people. You could propose your own position creating your own position, a new position. And this would require you to really think about the responsibilities and the roles you would like to have, the things that you would have on your calendar every day, the conversations you'd be having, the people that would be in your world. Yeah. To then discuss, to then figure out why it would be in the best interest of the company to have you do this, whether it was this company or another company. But what this does is it challenges you to, you to be in a creator role. Instead of waiting for something to come along and present itself to you, you're the one that says, if this role existed somewhere, I'd be perfect for it. This is, the, this, is, this is my thing. This is where I would really have the biggest impact in this organization. Mm -hmm. Maybe here, maybe somewhere else. But at least to start to have that conversation, that's a ballsy conversation. If it doesn't exist on the org chart, people tend to raise their eyebrows. But... That could be the next step where it's like, look, I know this probably doesn't exist, but you really wanted to get a lot out of me. You'd have me do an A, B, and C. Yeah. And we have a conversation I've, I've about that. that. And I've done that before in this company a couple of times. Um, so that is, yeah, I, I've, I've taken that step and created a couple of new roles and it has, it has worked. A um, bit more challenging where I am in the org chart right now and, and, the people there and, and the roles that need to be done. But uh, no, I think it's a good exercise, even just, even if it's just a discussion point. Um, yeah, I can think of a few different ideas now. I, I mean, brainstorm that up and I could add that into the conversation on the eighth. Yeah. I want you to send me, here's my request. So we move it from the actions that you can take. Here's what I'm doing. Okay. You're going to have this conversation on the eighth saying you want to do more sales. Now we're adding to that conversation that you want to redefine your role, potentially. Yeah. And then how about sending me some bullet, some bullet points that you want to discuss about the role you want? Not the role you think you can get. Here's the, the caveat. Not the role you think you can get, what you'll, they'll say yes to, but the role that you would love if they just offered it to you or anybody else offered it to you. You'd be like, oh, yeah, hell yes. I didn't even know that gotcha. was possible. It's not on the flap. It's not on the menu. But the thing that would have you sweating, like they're going to, they're going to laugh me out of the room. I want to hear that one. I want I do. I want you to start there. 
And I like the little smile I'm seeing right now, right? It's like, I'm just would... saying, yeah, I can do that. Some bullet points on that role, what it would look like. That'd be good. Okay. When will you send me that email? Um, I can probably send that to you at some point tomorrow. Yeah. November 1st. Take some time, right? Not it's the not what I think I can get, but what would I want? What would I, what I love to have, and use that as a conversation of being creative, getting out of this. What should I do, and into what do I want? Okay, then I'll send it to you by the end of the week, so I have some time to think about it. Yeah, good. And I want you more than a little nervous going into that conversation. I want you at that yeah. sweet spot, at that edge. Yeah, I mean, what's the worst can happen? No. Yeah, who do you think you are? Yeah, Mike <laughs> ate something funny this morning. Is acting weird? No, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. This is where we we're leaning into this, right? We're helping you find this edge, and this is a skill to develop in every area: wife, friends work out in the world just starting to find that there's this way conventional way that we have to live i'm using have to in quotes to where do i feel alive and realizing there are choices all around us the trap is my job that's my job's job to do right that's the role of my job is to provide my aliveness instead of this is a way of being that i bring to the world and yes, there are greater risks and, and more fun risks that I like to do in the work that I do, but I just want, I want you to start to really take up this space everywhere in your life. So that what do I want question, oh, I couldn't have that. Oh, let's see. Let's ask. Like you said, worst I can get is a no. Now I'm not bored anymore. I start bringing this to the world. The world starts to have a lot more juice to it. And we start to find mm -hmm. that we get, <laughs> we get stuff that we ask for. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, so, exactly. Okay. So we've gone through some takeaways. We've, got, we've figured out some actions. We've got some accountability. I'm going to get an email from you on Friday about this. And then I would like another follow-up email about this conversation. Agreed? Yeah, absolutely. That's a start. We're planting this seed. We're, we're building this fire here. Very cool. Anything else that would help you today, my man? Covered a lot of ground, um, even though we stayed kind of just within the liveness. Um, no, I had some, some really good insight there for sure. Um, okay. This is good first steps. Is there going to be different layers, different challenges, different stuff that comes up as some of these kind of get peeled away? 100%. I can see that. But uh, no, it's a good starting point. A couple of good actions to take and I said, what's the worst case scenario? Get a no. Get someone checking your temperature. Are you feeling okay, pal? Hit your head or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. Is like when you when you surround yourself more with your tribe, you don't have to get that part of the conversation. And I, I think that might yeah. be part of where you feel disconnected is that you're not really around your tribe. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. That's that's what it feels like. I just it feels like I've got a ton of horsepower in in the bank right now and it's not being used and am i good at what i'm doing yet do i feel like i can offer a hell of a lot more in a position where i i can run i mean that's where i feel like i'm kind of trapped up and yeah. get that going get it going 
have it feel like play. That would be, that would be really fun. Is where, yeah. where could this feel like play for you? Yeah. No, it was good. It's nice to finally, I mean, awesome opportunity to chat with you. I mean, love the podcast, love the books. Um, people I know that have worked with you did nothing but great things to say. So it's, uh, yeah, I need to finally chat with you in person for sure. Okay, brother. Time Thank you so start. much, man. I look forward to your emails. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye. After this conversation, I had the sense that we'd only scratched the surface. Sure, we'd laid out some practical ways for him to allow greater aliveness into his current gig, but his tone and energy led me to believe he was really wanting to step into the next phase of his professional life. I emailed him and named my assumption. I wondered if he was wanting to leverage who he truly was to play a bigger, more inspiring game. He agreed. And we're going to continue exploring what's possible for him, as well as how long-term coaching could help him clarify what he truly wants and then hold him accountable to make it happen. If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.